Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. Today's Sunday Scaries are all about kidnapping cases. Previously, I've done the most notorious U.S. cases along with missing to found kidnapping cases. And this one just has some never discussed jaw dropping cases, including the very first kidnapping cases to those unknowingly inducted, someone that was kidnapped by a serial killer, someone that was kidnapped twice and so many more. Let's get right into the list. Starting the list off with a throwback case. In 1836, at the age of 10, Cynthia Parker was taken away by a band of Comanches who had murdered her entire family. She lived among the tribe for the next 24 years and even married a war chief. She had three kids, one of which was the last great war chief of their tribe. Wow. Imagine like just the murdering the entire family and then you become their family. Interesting. The next case is the first kidnapping for ransom in U.S. history. So on July 1st, 1874, two siblings were abducted in front of their family's mansion. The boys were four and six. The two men who kidnapped them had given the boys candy on previous occasions, but on the day of the kidnapping, the men told the boys to climb in their buggy and promised to buy them firecrackers. The boys boarded and they drove off into the city. They stopped in front of a store and gave the one boy 25 cents he entered the store to choose his firecrackers and the the men drove away with the other boy charlie during this time the boy's father christian he thought they were just playing in a neighbor's yard shortly afterward a neighbor told him that she saw the boys traveling in a buggy so like red flags red flags red flags from there the father searched for the boys a stranger later returned the one boy walter the mom who was recovering from an illness in atlantic city found out about charlie being missing through a newspaper article the father did not tell her on July 3rd and 7th, ransom notes were given, but Charlie was never returned. Police identified the handwriting on the ransom notes as fugitive convict William Mosher. Mosher was killed during a burglary in Brooklyn, but his partner, Joseph Douglas, identified Mosher as the kidnapper of Charlie Ross. Douglas died, insisting that only Mosher had known where Charlie was being held. Douglas also said that Charlie would be returned safely in a few days. He never was, and the father spent in the search. Imposters came forward in the years afterward claiming to be the missing boy. Each was disproved though. Charlie's father died in 1897, his mother in 1912. That was the same year that the mansion was torn down and the brother Walter died in 1943. Just really sad. I feel like this entire episode is just going to be really sad. Third on the list is the son of Charles Lindbergh, the famous aviator. He was taken from his crib and after failed ransom negotiations, the boy's body was found by a truck driver. It was labeled the crime of the century and led to the Federal Kidnapping Act of 1932, which lets federal agents pursue kidnappers across state lines. Number four on the list. In 1933, at 22 years old, Brooke Hart was kidnapped and his body was discovered in the San Francisco Bay several days later. The kidnappers were publicly lynched in what has been labeled the last lynching of California. We have talked about this case in much more detail and length. It is so, so good. I believe that was on um, episode 63. Fifth on the list, 
Angela Palmer, she was born in 1960 in Germany. In 2013, Angela got a Facebook request from a woman who was from Croatia and whose name she didn't know. After they started talking, the woman informed her that she was her mother. She provided her with a copy of Angela's birth certificate and old family photos as evidence. Her mother, by the name of Helga, explained to Angela she was kidnapped. They returned after 44 years. So they reunited, sorry. 44 years. Wow, that is so, so long and a happy ending. Six on the list, Patty Hearst. So the 19-year-old granddaughter of American businessman William Rudolph Hearst was kidnapped from her college by a radical left-wing group in 1974. Shortly afterwards, Patty became a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. She started carrying out burglaries and other crimes with this group. She was eventually caught and she did serve a very short jail sentence. She was pardoned by President Bill Clinton in 2001. That one is just like a roller coaster. Number seven on the list, the first time Jan Broberg was taken in 1974, she was 12 years old. A family friend and neighbor, Robert B. Birchtold, convinced her mother to let her go horseback riding with him, but instead he drugged her and staged a kidnapping to make it both look like they had been taken. In reality, he took her to Mexico where he married her. They were found after five weeks, and Birchhold, charged with kidnapping, was sentenced to five years in jail, though he only ended up serving 10 days. I'm sorry, what? 10 days? Like, what is happening? So, Birchhold told, had brainwashed Broberg during their time in Mexico. She believed that she loved him and that she must have a baby with him to appease alien invaders. The two kept in touch, and Birchhold slowly reintegrated himself into their lives, in fact, he had an affair with both the mother and the father. Come again? Two years after the initial kidnapping, he took her again, this time to Pasadena in California. Eventually, the FBI located the two and forced her to return home. Birchhold spent about a month in jail before being transferred to a psychiatric facility where he spent about six months. He died in 2005 due to an overdose. I need a minute. What in the world is happening? Number eight on the list, I'm going to warn you now, it is wild. On August 28th, 1984, after Elizabeth turned 18, her father, Joseph Fritzl, had her come into the basement of the family home, saying that he needed help carrying a door. In reality, he had been converting the basement into a makeshift prison chamber, and the door was the last thing he needed to seal it. After Elizabeth held the door in place while Fritzl fitted it into the frame, he held an ether-soaked towel on her face until she became unconscious. He then threw her into the prison chamber. I warned you, it was wild. After Elizabeth's disappearance, her mom, Rosemarie, filed a missing persons report. Almost a month later, Fritzl handed over a letter to the police. This was the first of several that he forced Elizabeth to write while she was in captivity. The letter stated that she was tired of living with her family and was staying with a friend. She warned her parents not to look for her or she would leave the country. Fritzl told police that she most likely joined a cult. While in ca captivity, she had seven children, three of which lived upstairs as Joseph told his wife he had found them. What?
Meanwhile, in the prison, Elizabeth and her children used their bare hands to dig out soil to make the prison bigger. This was at kind of the request of Joseph. He's like, okay, you've had more children. You need a bit more space. Yeah, just do it yourself. A tenant who rented a ground floor room in the house for 12 years claimed to have heard noises coming from the basement, which Fritzl said they were just being caused by the faulty pipes or the gas heating system. How horrific. On April 19, 2008, Joseph Fritzl agreed to seek medical attention after Elizabeth's eldest daughter fell unconscious. Elizabeth helped him carry the daughter out of the chamber and saw the outside world for the first time in 24 years. He forced her to return to the chamber. Medical staff found aspects of the story just really puzzling and alerted the police. They reopened the case file on Elizabeth's disappearance. A week later, following a tip-off that Joseph Fritzl and Elizabeth were at the hospital, the police attained them on the hospital grounds and took them to the police station for questioning. Over the next two hours, she told the story of her 24 years in captivity. On March 19, 2009, Fritzl was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. I think that is like such a wild, wild case. 24 years, her own father, seven kids. Wow. We have 10 more cases and they are just as wild. Number nine, Carlina White was abducted as a newborn from the hospital in 1987. Growing up, she suspected that her mother wasn't actually her mother because they looked nothing alike. Her suspicions were confirmed when her mother was unable to provide her with a birth certificate. Carlina notified the authorities and managed to solve her own kidnapping. She was reunited with her biological parents and her mother received a jail sentence of 12 years. Obviously, mother as in the lady who stole her and acted as her mother. This was the longest non-parental abduction to ever be resolved 23 years that's for the states that is so like a really good happy ending but wow so long 10 on the list in 1991 in china sun bin was four years old and he was kidnapped he was sold 1000 miles away for 300 dollars. he grew up believing he was adopted in 2010 he wanted to find out more and he did a dna test in 2015 he was reunited with his father his mom had passed away in 2011 another happy ending but just so so sad the father and the mother actually looked for him for about four years traveling the country and then they just financially couldn't anymore and they did have other kids as well so they're like we need to kind of raise the ones that we know are right here they didn't want to give up on him but in the long run it worked out but so so sad and tragic 11th on the list, Katie Beers was abducted on December 28th, 1992, two days before her 10th birthday, and this took place in Long Island. A family friend, John Espostito, lured her into his home and kept her in a secret bunker in his basement where he sexually abused her. While in captivity, she called her aunt and left a message. Aunt Linda, a man kidnapped me and has a knife and oh no, here he comes right now, she told her aunt in a voicemail. That is so, so haunting. Wow, that is so like chills. At first, John told authorities that he had taken her to an arcade and that she had gotten kidnapped there, but surveillance footage proved that wrong. He later led authorities to the bunker and Beers and told them he had built it for her. Beers had been missing for for 17 days. 
Beers credits a kidnapping with saving her. Pre-abduction, Beers had been living with her abusive godmother and her husband, who had later been convicted of sexually abusing her. After the kidnapping, she was sent to live with a foster family that she remains close with. He was sentenced to 15 years to life, and he died in his cell in 2013. That's another really sad one. And, like, just a side note on, like, him, the police asking him and, like, questioning him and him being like oh I took her to an arcade but then she was kidnapped like okie dokie number 12 on the list just a few hours after Shanara Mobley gave birth to her first child Camilla on the morning of July 10th 1998 an unknown woman walked into her hospital room in Jacksonville Florida the woman who was in her early 30s claimed she was a nurse and stayed in the room for the next few hours she said she was just there to keep the 16 year old mother company she's young on her own etc Then, around 3 p.m., she told the mother she needed to take the baby out of the room for a few minutes to take her temperature. She walked out with the baby and never came back. In 2014, at the age of 16, Kamaya actually discovered the secret of her abduction. She tried to get a job, and she realized that she didn't have a social security number. Without it, she couldn't legally work or apply for a driver's license. This is when the woman, last name Williams, decided to tell Kamaya the truth about why she didn't actually have one. Kamaya knew what Williams had done was illegal, but she also didn't want to lose the person she knew as her mother, so she kept the secret to herself. What an unimaginable thing to find out at 16 and to have to make that decision. Yet, at some point, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received tips about Williams and Kamaya and passed them on to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. After DNA tests confirmed Kamaya was Shanara Mobley's daughter, the Sheriff's Office arrested Williams on January 13, 2017, charging her with kidnapping and interference with custody. This is just madness, honestly. 13th on the list, Elizabeth Smart was 14 years old when 48-year-old Brian David Mitchell broke into her home in Salt Lake City, Utah on June 5th, 2002. He took her to an encampment in the woods outside of Salt Lake City and introduced her to his wife and accomplice, Wanda Barzi. For nine months, she was repeatedly abused and sexually assaulted. Apparently, Smart was taken into the public by the pair of them a few times, wearing a wig and a veil. Once they were questioned by police, but they just claimed the veils were due to religious beliefs. The breakthrough in the case came in October 2002 when Smart's sister, Mary Catherine, who had witnessed the initial kidnapping, suddenly recognized the voice of her sister's kidnapper as a man named Emmanuel that had that the family had employed very briefly to rake leaves and just do some roof repair. A sketch of Emmanuel was publicized and eventually led to the arrest of Mitchell and Barzi in March 2003. Barzi, the accomplice, was later sentenced to 15 years in prison but was released in September 2018. Mitchell was sentenced to life in prison. Having her sister remember this guy's voice, that was such a game changer in this really tragic case, but also like that extra element or that layer, as I love to keep repeating time and time again, 
of seeing the police and being like, this is it. This is my moment. And then just the excuse of like, oh, it's for religious purposes. And then just, okay, sounds good. And carrying on like that little glimmer of hope. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Okay. Number 14th on the list. In 2002, a 15 year old by the name of Carrot Chamberlain was watering her friend's plants. That's when a man drove up in a car and asked her to come closer so he could give her a brochure. When she was uh, close enough he put a gun to her neck and forced her into his trunk from there he took her to his apartment and repeatedly sexually assaulted her after 18 hours Kara escaped by waiting for him to fall asleep wriggled out of her restraints and ran out the front door her kidnapper turned out to be Richard Avantes, who was later connected to three murders making him a serial killer he ended up shooting himself when he was cornered by the police in 2002 just an absolutely wild case the fact she was able to escape and the fact that he ended up being a serial killer oh my goodness 15th on the list in 2003 or a stanman a 17 year old decided to search his name in google we've all done it right the results though were absolutely shocking he found his name and an old picture of himself listed on a website called find the children it turned out that Ori's mother, Giselle, had abducted him from Red Deer, Canada in 1989 after losing a custody battle of him to his father. Giselle had taken three-year-old Ori to Mexico, then they did end up settling in the LA area. After making the discovery, Ori confided in his teacher who alerted authorities. U.S. Marshals arrested Giselle, who was then extradited to Canada in 2005, a court uh, sentenced her to two months in prison for child abduction. What a crazy way to find out, like, from a Google search. 16th on the list, Madeline McCann. She disappeared from her uh, bed in a holiday apartment in Portugal in May 2007 at the age of three. Fast forward to now, a 21-year-old by the name of Julie Julia Wendell has requested a DNA test to see if she is actually Madeline. She has sent messages to the parents. They haven't responded, and she said that she's been ignored by various embassies and authorities. She has been docking all of the documenting all of this via TikTok with the name I am Madeline McCann. It honestly, like, I hate to say it, but it feels like a red flag to me in the fact that, like, she's being so public about it and using the name I am Madeline McCann. Like, you can maybe, I kind of get the angle of publicizing, but then on the other hand, I'm like, you don't need to maybe be using that name. You can just use your own name or whatever. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I definitely don't blame the parents for not responding to this. I'm over the years, a lot of people have said, oh, I think I'm her, and it's just now all being put out there on TikTok. It's just a little bit different over the years. Number 17 on the list, Jamie Kloss, a 13-year-old, went missing from her Wisconsin home on October 15, 2018, the same night her parents were found fatally shot inside. For months, authorities pursued thousands of tips, watched dozens of surveillance videos, and conducted numerous searches in an effort to find her. In January 2019, she was found outside about an hour from her home when she approached a neighbor walking her dog. A suspect in the deaths of her parents and her kidnapping was taken into custody. 21-year-old Jake Thomas Patterson pleaded guilty and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. This one is so crazy in the fact that she was kidnapped and her parents were fatally shot as well. It's just 
Wow. 18th and last on the list, and most recently, an eight-year-old girl from Washington State who had been missing for over four years following a kidnapping by her biological mother was recently found in Mexico. The then four-year-old was on a court-supervised visit with her biological but did not have custody mother when she was abducted, police said. Authorities determined that the mother had taken the girl to Mexico during the past four years. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. On this note, a quick book club moment. A few of these cases really reminded me of the book Baby Doll by Holly Overton. I read it a few books back and it was just such a page turner. Anyways, once again, thank you for listening and I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Bye for now.